Welcome. This is the Get Your 2050, sorry, 2016 Create Your Business Blueprint Show. Trudy Berman here. And I do want to apologize to those who probably were on earlier. I had some technical glitches. So this is a bit of a late start. But um, that's it. We just had some technical glitches, guys, and we're going to just jump right into this. So uh, I know I have a couple people on the line, definitely. Sarah, we've been chatting a little bit. Thank you for your patience. All right, girls, so we're going to be jumping in. We are talking about creating your 2016 business blueprint. Now, if you've ever tried to get to an unknown destination without a map, then you have a good idea of what it would like to navigate the new year to a successful outcome. If you have a paper map versus a GPS, you'll also have an appreciation for how certain tools are more effective at a job than others. For those who have chosen to join me and complete your blueprint, I know that you also know you've taken a huge step to ensuring you have a game plan for the year ahead. So I had a few people on, I don't know. <laughs> for those of you who are still with me, I, I appreciate you. And um, the recording will be here for the rest of you guys, but feel free to connect with me. At the end of this show, you all have access to a free 30-minute call. Um, Sarah, let me ask you. I have the line open with you. Did you get your blueprint done before the call? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So what I may do is just, um, just pop into you from time to time. If you have... Uh, a comment or question online is open to you, Sarah. Just go ahead and uh, I'm going to leave it open as long as we have um, um, kind of quiet behind us. All right. So if you are checking in with me a little bit later on the line, uh, the number to call in is 323-417-6775. I'm also going to jump over to Facebook and check that chat from time to time just in case. Now, I, like I said, I did start this a little late, so if you assume that I'm not doing it today and you're not here, I, I will understand. But that's just kind of how we're going to roll for today. So um, there are a couple of things on the Blueprint download. So if you signed up prior to this call, because this recording is going to be publicly available, um, but the Blueprint access would have been for those who sign up. Now, if you're, if you're jumping in on the call after the fact, there is a link to the Blueprint sign up for you so you can download the blueprint. Just go ahead and click that at any point later on. Just follow along for now. Get a blank piece of paper. Note the questions that I'm um, – I'll note the questions by number. Make your little note, and then when you download the blueprint, you can um, look at it in more detail there, and then you can absolutely connect with me for your 30-minute call, which is included with this opportunity. But for those who are just listening in, and you're one of those A-gamers who can run with something and take it to completion, by all means, do that. So a lot of us, though, do need accountability or help. Like <laughs> I know, for example, some of us who will get our house, houses cleaner when we know a guest is coming. Or um, you get a diagnosis of something, so you go to the gym. There's, some of us need triggers to make us do some things. We don't do them just because they need to be done. We need triggers, and this is a trigger for some people. So number one was find a go-to point. Find a go-to point. Now, this could be a Bible verse or a quote, maybe something that speaks to your weakness or something that really pumps you up, gives you encouragement, captures something in a powerful way for you. It's a quick 
simple as your eyeballs hit it, you get it. That's what the go-to point is. And it's very important. It's almost like your true north. Because even when you plug something into a GPS, it has to, if, if, your, if your compass is off, if your true north is not correct, you will be all over the place. So this is like your true north, your go-to point. So it's going to help you navigate the distractions, the noise, the winds that's pulling you at a quick, quick look at the eyeball. It's, think of it like a stress ball. It's your go-to when things get rough. Now, uh, I put some examples out there. If these work for you, by all means, use them. Philippians 4.13 is a great one. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This one's a really great one for helping you navigate through difficult times or even going after that huge, big, juicy goal that does not speak to reality or reasonability. And I truly encourage those kind of goals. So Philippians 4.13, if that speaks to you, please grab that one. Another one that I have liked over time is a quote from Zig Ziglar. You can have everything you want if you help enough people get what they want. And this is a, this is perfect for entrepreneurs or people in the service industry. When you front load something with value and you help people, then the life is very circular. It tends to come right back to you. This is another great one, a quick, quick jump to. Now, if you did get the download, there will be a Faith, which is just what I call brain dump. This is not the time to refine, to, to, to fix it, to edit. But just, just throw some things there, and we can refine it later. Maybe on a call, we can, uh, you can hear yourself think. You can throw some things out there and, and maybe fine-tune it then. But, um, and I'm going to share mine with you, not because I want to make this about me, but just to also give you another example of how, you know, I'm not asking you to do something I've not myself done. This is something that I have done, and it's something I do all the time. It's very important. That when you have that picture and you have that locked in end result in your GPS, then you may take all kinds of detours. I know I've put, put something in my GPS and I've stopped at the supermarket or I've stopped at the gas station and stuff, and it reroutes me. We ultimately get to where we're going, but you need to know where the heck you're going. So mine, I have a personal go-to, and I have one for my business. Now, my personal is John 15, 8, and it says, this is how my Father is glorified, in your bearing much fruit. This is how you will prove to be my disciple. Now, this is a huge one, although it's my personal one, it actually speaks to my business as well. And the reason is because, for me, wherever I go, I am, right? So if I, I can't compartmentalize Trudy. So I may be home as a wife, but when I go to work, it's still the same Trudy. So I have to be who I am. So this is basically I'm becoming someone who bears much fruit. And so even though it may seem to be my, my personal, it still impacts in my business. But I do have a verse for my business, which is an anchor for my business. And my business, of course, is Profitable Stewardship, Inc., and that verse is Matthew 25, 20. The one who had received five talents came forward bringing another five. Sir, you gave me five talents. Here I have made five more. Now, if you don't know the story of the talents, basically um, there were three managers and the owner was going on a long journey and left each of the managers, one with one, one with two, one with five. The one who had one did nothing with it, buried it, returned it as is. The one who had two buried, uh, did something with it, returned two more. The one who had five returned five more. The one who had one, the owner said, you wicked, lazy servant, you should have at least put the money in the bank to receive interest. The, the long and short of that is 
is whatever God has put under our control, I truly believe we have a mandate to be profitable, to return a profit on whatever is under our control. So therefore, the anchor verse is um, the one who received five talents came forward bringing another five. Profitability. He's a manager. Stewardship is a Bible jargon for management, so that is where this verse is very key for me. You with me so far, Sarah? Still there? Sorry, I muted myself. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. You can do that. <laughs> All right. Another, <laughs> and some people have a go-to word. Um, it's not something that, you know, a lot of people are familiar with. But last year my word was proof. For 2016, it's relevant with the question sign. Relevant? Uh, and proof was important for 2015 because it kept me on track. Whatever I was doing, I was looking for the proof. If I ran a promotion, was it was it uh, profitable? I wanted the proof. What was it? What was the analytics? So I did a lot. I think I focused a lot more on my analytics because I was looking for the proof that my efforts were doing what they were supposed to do. It made me collect more testimonials. So my word last year was proof. My word this year is relevant because I want to make sure that whatever I'm about is relevant to the big picture. Because, guys, it's so easy to get off track. Having a go-to word is also another great way. Um, If this feels weird to you, then don't worry about it, but I found it to be very, very helpful for me. Um, Okay. So number one was your go-to point, okay? could be a verse, could be a a quote, could be a word, but definitely you want to have that true north. Number two was write your mission statement. Easy to say, not as easy to do, but a mission statement is a one or two sentence describing why your your business exists, why your program exists. Um, Sarah, you want to... Since you said you did yours, do you want to quickly share what you have before I jump into? Sure. Yeah, mine is uh, to help small businesses keep engaged with the community. Okay. Your business exists to keep small businesses engaged with the community. With the the community? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I actually like that. At a number of levels. For one, it's short, but two, it identifies your target market, which is the small business, and keeping them engaged. I know what you do, so it makes sense. You're into social uh, media management and with the community. And I also know, I know what you do, so this is very, I think it's right on spot for you, Sarah, because the work I've seen you put out there is you're helping small businesses engage with the social media management, and you're doing a lot of the community um, throwing stuff out there. So I think it's perfect. I think that's an excellent um, mission statement. Now, um, for those of you who are listening, if you don't have one, fine. This is a time, like I said, in the brain dump area to start throwing things out there. You heard um, Sarah's uh, one that she had there. If you have the download, I'm going to read real quickly the examples that are there in case for those of you who are just listening. Wounded Warrior Project. They have a short, sweet one. It's to honor and empower wounded warriors. The ASPCA, to provide effective means for the prevention of cruelty to animals throughout the United States. In all those cases, you can hear who the target market is and what it is they do. So if you don't have one, brain dump. We'll talk about it later. If you have one, don't you don't have to rewrite it, guys. Just put it there and keep it in a 
front of your mind. Just just have it help you um, build out the rest of this um, blueprint, okay? And if you have one but it's tweaking, fine. Right? Whatever you've got there, we can tweak it later. Um, so I let me see. My I'll just give you mine just as another example. The mission statement that for me is to move Christian income earners to become profitable stewards who enjoy debt-free wealth. So that's mine. All right. Number three was to write your vision statement. And a vision statement, again, similar to the mission, it's not the mission statement now, guys. The, the mission statement is why you exist. The vision statement is the desired outcome. They're similar. They definitely are connected. They feed each other, but they're not the same. So the vision statement is a one or two statement capturing the desired outcome. Sarah, you want to share yours with us? Sure. Become the most trusted provider of social media management services in the Palm Springs, California area. Woo! Love it. Love it. Okay. That's an excellent one. Um, fantastic. Uh, again, guys, we're looking for the desired outcome. Now, this, I had, some of you probably stumbled into this because I had called this a vision board party. This is where a vision board is extremely helpful. Now, here's the thing. A vision statement can come out of you creating your vision board. Vision boards are very fantastic. What happens is you pull a thought out of the realm of the imaginary and bring it into a more tangible format. It be, you begin to, when you start to put pictures up, it, it, everybody can see now what's coming out of your head. So when it's in your head, we can't see it. When you pull it out of your head, put it on a board, you can see it, others can see it, and it gets a little bit more definition, a little bit more reality, a little more tangibility to the thing. So vision boards are great. Here's what happens with a lot of people, the old school style or the creative style if people look for magazines and clip, I don't have time for that. If, if that's your way, by all means, continue to do so. I think it's time-wasting to go fetch hundreds of magazines to find the exact thing, have all these cutouts, all this mess. But if that's your way of doing things, by all means, enjoy. For me, I like to just go online, search for, uh, for things uh, that are specific, and then grab those pictures or concepts as best as possible. Here's the other thing that I have found with a lot of vision boards that I have seen is that the vision board is full of stuff. Nothing wrong with that. If you if if you envision yourself driving a BMW, for example, nothing wrong with putting a BMW up and keeping that in the forefront of your mind. I'll just tell you, over here at Profitable Stewardship Inc., like I said, our goal is, our mission is to help Christian income earners become a profitable steward. It's a becoming. It's a becoming for us over here. So, for me, for my vision board, and for the people that I directly help, I ask them to create a vision board more of a becoming. Um, so it's going to be, who, 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 if, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you like to see on your tombstone? Like Sarah's vision statement is to be the most trusted. That is a becoming. That is a becoming. I'm not quite sure what kind of icon she gives to that. Maybe it's, you know, you're on stage with a lot of people in front of you, I don't know, whatever, there, there are ways to capture these becomings. But if you focus on becomings more than stuff, what I find is that you will accumulate the stuff to help you become. In other words, it's more of a be to have rather than a have to be because stuff does not make you be. Because there are a lot of people who have regret purchases. I'm sure this has happened to you. You purchase something 
and two weeks later you've not used it or you regret purchasing, you're going back to the store with it. Stuff is not really going to help you become. So if you focus on what you want to become, you will acquire and accumulate the things to help you become. And then everything will be far more aligned and more in tune with your purpose. Then money will be more wisely spent and all of that. So uh, while we're, I call this a vision board party, and in truth, I'm not really sitting here helping you find the icons to go on your board, but this conversation right here hopefully will help you create uh, a more powerful board. Now, I have a link somewhere. It's, uh, it's either in the email um, sequence that's coming to those who signed up, or I may have dropped the my, um, my um, vision board link here in the show page for this particular show. Uh, but again, you know, mine may may change over time. I doubt it. I think I have what I've got on there. But it's again, it's it's a, a, a vision board of a becoming rather than a vision board of stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm just that's just the way I I think of it. So examples of vision statements that I dropped here on the download was Habitat for Humanity. Their vision statement is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. Cleveland Clinic, my mom's been there, is to be the world's leader in patient experience, clinical outcomes, research, and education. Again, the desired outcome. So, again, there's a space there. If you have the download, brain dumper ideas, Sarah has a fantastic one um, as another example for you guys. And um, I'll just tell you mine real quick. My vision is to be the alternative compass. Now, I say alternative compass on purpose because there are some known huge gurus in the space that I'm in. And in the past, people have assumed I'm them or I'm like them, and I'm not. So my vision is to be the alternative compass to Christian income earners in the space of stewardship. Um, all the reason, well, I think I have a typo here. All resources taking them beyond just being debt-free to having wealth to the point of radical generosity. That's my ultimate outcome, is that having wealth to the point of radical generosity, not just being debt-free. I don't, I don't want to. Honestly, guys, if we have that wealth, we can crush that debt really, really fast. If you focus on just being debt-free, you will eventually get there, but you won't have the wealth necessarily because that's not been your focus. You get what you focus on. So being debt-free is huge because a lot of people have access to a lot of money, and they'll splash a certain lifestyle, and they'll appear to have wealth, but it's burdened wealth. It's attached to a lot of debt. A lot of us understand that from the recession that, you know, you can have all this money to play with, but when time comes, if you can't pay the piper, then you're going to feel it. So it's debt, being debt-free is important in my space, but having the wealth is more important. I think you'll crush that debt even faster and get to the point of radical generosity. So think of the ultimate outcome. That is going to be huge in creating your vision statement. Okay. Want to put anything else in there, Sarah, before I go on to the next one? You good? No, I think that's great. <laughs> awesome. Okay, number four. Uh, by the way, how, did, uh, how much was the blueprint of use to you in helping you prepare not only for this call but just to get what you've done done? It was extremely useful. Um, you know, at the beginning of the call, you talked about your um, your go-to quote, right, a go-to point. And mine mm -hmm. is pursue simple, get fancy later. And Woo! because for me, in personal life, in spirituality, um, in professional life, I tend to um, be overly ambitious. 
and it kind of leads to some analysis paralysis. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm sitting here going through the blueprint and I'm looking at the big old whiteboard that I have on my wall. I'm looking at my journal. I'm looking at documents that I have saved on my laptop. And sometimes it gets really overwhelming, right? So I've, I've mentally gone through these exercises, but the blueprint really, really was invaluable in helping me to aggregate all of that stuff simply on, you know, one sheet of paper. And so I feel like after this call, I can definitely move forward and just really simply put together um, the vision plan and paste it on my, my wall and move forward. So I, I really Fantastic. like the outcome. And I really love your vision, by the way. It's definitely a becoming, which uh, I, I, you didn't hear me say that before you did that, and I just, I just think it's fantastically powerful that you did that. It's really, really awesome. Okay, number four, if you have the download, is decide the values that drive your operation. Now, a lot of people tend to overlook this, guys. And if you're a one-man show, it may not matter that much because your values are going to drive you anyway. But the moment you have that second person in your system. Now, for example, I happen to know what Sarah does. She is, uh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I know that she does is she's a social media manager for other companies. Now, when she's creating these posts or managing posts or whatever, it has to capture the essence of this company. And if she does something off the wall, it's not, and it doesn't capture that company, the only way she's going to know is they must have communicated to her at some point their value system or their value statements. It's not in a sheet through conversation or something. The moment you get that next person in the system, and if they're going to represent you at any level, they must know what you stand for. So if you're all about money, for example, you can achieve that end result without necessarily doing it in a legitimate way or a way of integrity. So people have become wealthy through crime. And if I'm setting up a business and, you know, I have – uh, employees and we're all in on some conspiracy and, you know, where we, we say, yeah, we might all together bring in this money, but what I've communicated to them is I'm doing it this way and, you know, we'll, we'll cut corners here and we'll, you know, stick people there. The point is, guys, if, if you communicate your, what your values are, the other people in your system are going to follow suit. So the moment you have that second person, you must document your values in some way. And I, I suggest you document them. Because the moment you start speaking and repeating yourself or repeating yourself, it's going to be annoying. For example, when I worked at Air Jamaica, I was an executive there, and I was moving into my next uh, um, level of opportunity. Um, I was having to prepare for the person who was coming behind me. And it's just amazing. I had been keeping a track. I didn't even know I was going to be replacing myself, but I'd been keeping a track of everything I had done, sample letters, this kind of thing. When the next person came in, it didn't take me very long to train them because I had literally left a blueprint of what I was doing. Now, I failed to do that when I had my when I started my own business because I was a one-person operation, and I was just going along quite fine. The moment I took on an assistant, oh, my gosh, I was talking and talking and talking and talking, and guess what happened? She forget what I said. And she'd have some scribbled notes somewhere. And finally, I got her up to scratch. She's doing great. And guess what? She happened to be in my virtual assistant. And then I had a couple friends who were like, oh, and she, because she wasn't fully, um, I didn't have her fully employed. I shared her. Bad idea. Great for her, bad for me. Because now she became so busy that when I needed her, 
I was now just one of many she was juggling. Well, guess what that meant? I now have to go train somebody else and the process. So I'm going to warn you guys. I'm just telling you from experience. I've done it before in a corporate setting where it just, I don't know, maybe the corporate setup, the fact that there were other people around me, I did it naturally. The moment as a self-driven entrepreneur, I failed to take that step before. Do not do that. Document your values. Um, Sarah, you want to share yours? Sure, mine are just kind of, um, you know, real quick words. I didn't really flesh them out into sentences yet or phrases. Um, okay. But I have six of them, and it's uh, be consistent, be a practitioner. Like you mentioned, I'm a social media manager, um, and so anybody that works with me, I want them to be using social media in their own life so that when it comes to doing it for other businesses, they're very aware of how, um, the systems work and what trends there are. So be a, pra- be a practitioner um, and then be accountable, be innovative, be constantly learning, be a problem solver. Those are my six. Well, I tell you what, you actually don't need to do anything much more than that because if you look at, uh, well, I know you have the download. The core values for Zappos.com are not much different than that. For example, they have be humble, okay? There is that action word up front. So, like, they have pursue growth and learning. So be something, do something, take something, pursue something, deliver something. These are action words that are going to come before the value um, because it drives what you're doing. Now, Build-A-Bear had another example. They wrote theirs out in a paragraph-type style. Nothing wrong with that either. There's no hard and fast. What you want is a quick way to communicate um, so, if, you know, I think if your company is one that's going to stand on the, on the principle of integrity, for example, then if somebody accomplishes a goal you set for them, but they didn't use a route of integrity that possibly stained the reputation of the company, for a lot of, a lot of companies, that principle alone is grounds for um, termination. When you have these value systems in place, um, and you communicate that to people, that is going to be very clear and it's going to help them if they're uh, representing you to know, yeah, that would work for her, but no, that wouldn't because that, that, that is not matching our value. So great. Again, brain dump, we can always refine those later. I'll just quickly tell you mine. I do have my written out in a, a, a sentence form, and I have four. And I, mine are, we will aggressively pursue all available ways to reach Christian income earners and expand the reach of this message. We will constantly explore the Bible for practical, relevant teaching opportunities in the realm of stewardship. We will remain relevant in our style, technology, and approach while retaining integrity in our message and method. We will be examples of everything we teach transparently sharing challenges and triumphs of the journey to profitable stewardship. You may want to borrow something like that one for your practitioner um, thing, Sarah. We will be examples of everything we teach. <laughs> that one sounds kind of like uh, the practitioner thing. I actually like the word practitioner, mm-hmm. by the way. Okay. All right. We're getting to almost the end there. Uh, did you want to add anything else, or are we good? No, we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five was determine your core program, product, service. Ooh. For most of you, it should be simple and clear. Um, for example, if you're in a, a supermarket, you know what your product what your product line is. It's anything that, you know, is usually on a supermarket shelf. But you'd be surprised. You know, if you're a Walmart, you're different from a supermarket. You may be a Walmart, you have clothing and a supermarket. So you have to be 
you need to be very clear about what your program, product, or service is. Now, if it's not, you'd be surprised, it's not clear to a lot of people. And even if it's clear to to yourself, it's not clear to the others that you serve. I've seen this before. I've been a part of this whole process. So especially for the entrepreneur, especially those who are in network marketing, they tend to be glitter, glamour. They follow, you know, whatever the shiny objects are, the shiny object syndrome, and they get themselves into several things. And very often they're disconnected things. And so today they call this person and they say, I'm in this opportunity. Next week they call it that opportunity. And the people are like, well, what the heck does she do? So even if it's clear to you, your branding may not be clear to others. And if you don't have a clear brand, people will not know how to that they should be doing business with you or how to refer others to you. So if your core program product service is not clear, this is a branding conversation. It's a it's another conversation for another day. I just wanted to raise it so you start thinking about it because at the end of the day, this is basically your main branding message. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have other things going on, but they need to be in alignment. So, for example... If you're a traveler agency, at the front end it may seem, well, she's a travel agency, she can do anything in travel. But you may find that your core product, program, or service is guided towards the historic location. You know, if you let's say you're a life coach, and then people know you're a life coach, oh, she can talk to me about relationships. Well, you're not really a relationship life coach. You are into entrepreneurship. So you may, you're, you may narrow down and say, you create retreats for divorced women to help them recapture their identity, feel whole, and find new love. So in other words, there may be this broad spectrum, but your branding message has to be clear. If, if, if you have a branding message like this, boom, I know exactly who to refer to you. Boom, she's the person for this job. And you may also find that you have smaller things that feed up to everything. If it's, everything is in alignment, it will all come together. So, you know... Maybe again using the travel agency example, it would not be far fetched to think that you're selling travel insurance. So it kind of goes along with it. But if you are, in, if you are, people know you to be a travel agency, and all of a sudden you are selling um, makeup, it may not be a clear brand core product service. So, like I said, this is really a branding message. I, I have a feeling, Sarah, with what I've heard so far. You are very clear about what you do. So what is, even if you have some low uh, entry ticket thing that moves people up to a higher end, just go straight to the higher end. What is your core? What are you moving people towards? What is the ultimate core program product you are moving people towards for you? Sure. So the program that I offer is social media management, blogging, and online reputation management for small businesses. That's okay, kind of so, the package that I offer um, to prospects. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know that that's very clear to me. I mean, granted, I you know I'm I mean I know what she's doing and I know all the pieces of that puzzle. The word blogging is is new to you. You know I can't. We're not going to go there today, but she's very clear about what she does. I, you know it's very clear to me what she does. But a lot of times, guys, you may have a low ticket entry product. That's not your core. It's just things that are moving things you offer to move people ultimately to the higher end thing. So you want to know what that is. Now, personally, um, I am recreating my core product right now because what I already have going on, I do have online courses, books, webinars, things, that, you know, even something like this that I'm doing. 
But for my vision that I have created for 2016, my quotas are actually inadequate to help me accomplish those goals. So I'm actually creating a brand new curriculum. It's going to have several media pieces to it, it's, but I'm building it in such a way that it will be easy to use by others. So um, another leader could pick it up and run with it. Um, maybe other groups could do Bible study groups. It could be adopted by churches, whatever the case may be, which will help me expand my reach and impact because I'm only one person. And so far, I've been doing myself in a way where I have to show up, and I'm the one who, even if I do a webinar and I can reach many people sitting in my home, um, not a lot of my stuff was duplicatable. So I'm creating a curriculum that's going to be very duplicatable, somewhat customizable, and some uh, others can take it and run with it. And that is how I'm going to help myself achieve the goals, the big juicy goals I've set up for myself. Um, so my core product is going to be under construction and hopefully be ready before much before the end of February. Um, so you want to have a clear, clear core product. You know, even if you have some other things going on, you want to have that clear. If it's a high-ticket product, fine, but everything is in alignment and moving people through your funnel towards that thing. So number six, after you have all these other five pieces in place and only then should you create your action plan. Here is my best analogy for this. You know, we all know that sex and babies are somehow connected, but believe it or not, these two pieces can come together without having, you can, you can be having sex and whoop, you have a baby, or you can want a baby and be having the sex to have the baby. Now, you'd be surprised, although these two things are connected, the whole process is completely different. If you want to have a baby, that is the end goal you are working towards. Not only will you be open to having more sex, but you're probably going to check your calendar, make sure you're fertile, blah, 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 blah. You're going to, you know, set up all, everything. But a lot of these people, they're, they're now um, pregnant, and boom, everything stops. The other person who's having sex and, oh, they have a baby, um, you know, the whole process is completely different. And now the baby's a burden and a problem and a relationship. So in other words, guys, we don't want to start just having sex, having sex, oh, there's a baby. That's not what we want. You want to have a specific end in mind and work towards that. So it's like you have your GPS, you plug that end destination, and even if you change route, change route 10,000 times, you know the, the, the technology we have today, the GPS will get us back on track. As if you don't have to change the end goal. You can change a route, but you don't have to change the destination. So the destination is super important. And I tell you what, I encourage people to have really big, big, big juicy goals. So I am not a fan of the SMART system. The SMART goals are specific, achievable measurable, all that good stuff. Okay, the achievable part has to go through the window for me. The only thing achievable about my goals are to be the baby steps to get me there, to be honest. If you don't have a, let me tell you, this is how I, I see it. You don't have to agree with me. When you sit here and think, oh, I'm going to do such and such, if it's real easy for you, not only may you not do it right away, it's like the hair and the tortoise, ah, it's a, it's a breeze, I'll get to it whenever. That's how you'll treat it. You won't, there will be no urgency and it will be done, no sense of accomplishment, no big woo, no nothing to it. But when something is huge, monumental, gigantic, it's like, no freaking way to do this. Well, the moment you think you can't do this, a couple things are going to happen. If you're a Christian, you're probably going to get on your knees and say, God, you got to go help me with this. 
So now you engage the, the realm of the spiritual, the almighty gets involved, and, and he can move, my, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, all those big, important, crazy, ginormous things. You will stretch yourself. And even if you're not Christian and you're just thinking, this is huge, you aim for the stars, you may hit the freaking treetop, which is a heck of a lot better than being on the freaking ground. So I encourage people to scrap the smart, <laughs> the smart goals. I just think those are too little, too, too, too minute. Reach for some big, 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 juicy, juicy goals that really are going to require you to stretch yourself, look for additional resources, expand your thinking. That is the way that's going to really move you to this place that at the end of 2016, you go, wow, I did that. Or I was a part of that. And that is the only way, guys. It's, they have to be. Now, once you have number one through five taken care of, now you create your action plan. This is where you break down that big picture into, into tinier, more doable steps. And, you know, I, I have a, um, one of my, um, I, I do a lot of Trudy says, where I have these quotes that I create. One of them is, do what you can until you can do what you want. So if you have a really, really big, juicy goal out there that is really theoretically impossible at this point in time, you do the pieces that you can. 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 Before you know it, one builds on the other, and you're getting freaking much more closer to that big thing you thought you could never do. So for me, for example, for my my vision, I'm going to have to go write a core manual. I'll have to create a workbook. I have to create leadership video series. I have to create a devotional. I'm going to have to host leadership workshops as against client workshops. I'm going to have. I'm going to create an affiliate opportunity. I'm going to be promoting in much more media that reaches my specific target market, which is at the leadership level. So you, you see, once you have the big the end result, you can now go back and break it into your. Your steps, and even within those steps, like write the core manual, could be another hundred steps. So these are still um, big, big steps that still need some more, you know, breakdown. Have you done this piece as well, Sarah? <clears throat> somewhat, yeah. I think I have a little bit more to go, but um, but yeah, somewhat. And I think my end goal um, is that. Well, I guess that's the question. Would my end goal be um, that vision statement? Yes, the vision statement is, yes, the vision, the end goal is what you said your vision statement was. So if you said, as I recall, you said you want to be the most trusted, the most trusted. Now, I'm just, you know, since I've got Mm -hmm. you here, and the most trusted to me is not just somebody who's doing it. It's the most trusted. You want to Mm -hmm. be very vigilant in my mind about capturing a lot of testimonials. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you capture those testimonials, ask it, you know, ask go for the go for the jugular. If they will give you a video testimonial, if they won't give you a video testimonial, will they use will they allow you to use their picture, not just their names? Because you've seen testimonials where it's just truly, no last name, no picture, and so yeah, that's fine and there's nothing wrong with those, but how much more powerful if there's a video saying, Wow, I did business with Trudy and da 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 or even like, you know, when I asked you the question here on this audio and you said, yeah, this is very powerful in helping me. I have an audio of your voice saying that. So it's so much more powerful. And if if you even just do a screenshot from, say, Facebook and you get that person, you know, sometimes I will at least take a a line and take out the last name if if they're not that willing. But but it's clear. It's somebody's profile. And, you know, testimonies are going to be very powerful, moving you towards being the most trusted. Um, 
So you want to think, what does trust mean? That reputation, in fact, you're doing it for your people, but you want to do it for yourself as well. So reputation is huge. It's not, it's not just numbers now. It's also, numbers matter, though. Numbers matter, but it's also going to be how people walk away feeling. What are they saying? Your brand is not just what you put out there. Your brand is what they're saying about you when you're not around. What do they think of you? How do, what, how, how, what comes to mind when they think of Sarah and her business? That's your real brand. And if you can capture what those people are saying, that's going to be huge to moving you in that reputation direction. And looking at those analytics, you know, I mean, what does Alexa say? What are some of the what are some of the, the things you should be looking at? Um, are you coming up? Oh, is my is my uh, thing here gonna die? No, I'm good. You know, are you um, coming up on page one? Are you getting those Google um, reviews? Are you getting Yelp reviews? Are you just reviews are reviews and testimonials are going to be the most powerful. Results are also going to be powerful. So when you can you know when you mm-hmm. can document, um, you know, I took this person from zero presence online. To having you know five social media presence you know presence in five social media from having zero um, followers to having this many followers to having no testimonials to having these ten powerful testimonials you know this, these are the kind of things that are going to build that trust you know it's going to build that trust result I had a um, a mentor. <laughs> I don't know if I feel like I'm going off topic, but I, I think it's it's relevant here. Um, I had a, uh, a mentor who was a speaker, and she had her first $100,000 gig, and this is how she got it. She used to charge for speaking. She had some free speaking situations that she would do based on, you know, whatever the criteria was, and there were some she paid for. Well, there was a huge uh, medical sales company that called her that wanted her to come in and speak to their sales staff, and she decided, she said, well, how much is one um, of the items that you sell, some medical equipment? And it was $100,000 or something like that piece. She says, and how many do you sell on average a month? They sell three on average a month. She said, I tell you what, I'm going to come and speak to your organization for free. Well, no, I'm going to come and speak to your organization at no charge at this point. If within three months of my of my speaking, if you sell even one more than the average, you agree to pay me $100,000 because that's the price of the one extra. And they agreed. And within the three-month window, they absolutely did sell one more, which was a result-oriented <laughs> price point. So, you know, for whatever it's worth, results are very powerful. Getting results for people are very powerful. And people pay for results. People don't. Sign up for services because they feel like spending their money somewhere. They're looking to solve a problem or to get something done. And and if you know, if you can promise those results, uh, I think it's going to be very massive for building that reputation that you seek to to do. Um, okay. Any other questions, comments you want to throw out there? Because I'm pretty much wrapping up now. No, I think that answered my question. Sounds good. Okay. So great. Now, Sarah, you're still free to connect with me for. So 30 minutes, I think we've kind of done yours directly on here. But, again, if you're listening in to this later after the fact, and once again, I do want to apologize for the others who were supposed to be on this call, who probably were up front, and because of my glitches, I came in late. I apologize. I will absolutely still connect with you. 
um, you're still, you know, basically if you were on the call, I don't go through um, a per person on, if you listen to the call I did on Wednesday night, you'll see that that's not really what I do. But today I just felt like I needed to go there because of this particular situation. So having heard all the notes here on the audio, please feel free to connect with me. There will be a link. Uh, for those who register, there will be a link that you can access so you can schedule with me. Um, again, if you're just listening to the audio, there should be a registration link in there. You can do this after the fact. And we can go through your notes and see if we can tighten them up. Sarah, I want to applaud you. I think you did a fan-freaking-tastic job. Sounds to me like you have a clear blueprint for the 2016 ahead. I hope to hear fantastic outcomes in comparison to your 2015. And that's going to be the big deal because you had a good 2015 that I could see. Mm -hmm. um, how will 2016 compare to your 2015? If you, if you strengthen that reputation, like you said, if you focus on the becoming, focus on the becoming, let, let your clients be aware up front that that is your goal. Because if they know that's what, they're going to hold you to it too. They're going to hold you to it, and they're going to light you up if they don't feel like you're offering that to them up front. So tell them up front what your vision is as a business and that because of that, you intend to offer them top-shelf service and, and, and when, you know, and you, you hope that they will see that and that they'll be willing. You know, tell them up front that they're to look for the results and that, you know, when they get those results, let them know you're going to be asking them to share those results so that, other people know that you're doing what you say you do. So, you know, people don't like surprises. So I, I think that, you you know, I'm expecting fantastic things from you in 2016, and I hope you will share uh, those results with me in to, at the end of the year because I'll be very uh, excited to hear those. So, Thank all you. right, guys. I am super simple to find at trudybearman.com. It was my pleasure being of service you today and Sarah thank you for hanging in there being on the call with me and look forward to connecting to you for your 30 minute call bye guys <laughs>